Hi, this is Jim Quick, and I have a quick update for you. I'm proud to announce my very first book, Limitless, Upgrade Your Brain, Learn Anything Faster, and Unlock Your Exceptional Life. This book is not only based on the latest neuroscience, it is field tested for over 28 years of working with some of the most amazing minds on our planet. Just go to LimitlessBook.com and enjoy this book. Welcome to Quick Brain, bite-sized brain hacks for busy people who want to learn faster and achieve more. I'm your coach, Jim Quick. Free your mind. Let's imagine if we could access 100% of our brain's capacity. I wasn't high, wasn't wired, just clear. I knew what I needed to do and how to do it. I know Kung Fu. Show me. Welcome back, Quick Brain. Here's your question for today that is extremely timely. How do you clean up your mental mess? When we're thinking about toxic thoughts, we're thinking about stress, we're talking about fear, we're talking about anxiety. How are we going to be able to clear that so we can go on and, and have the peace of mind, the productivity, the performance that we desire and that we really deserve? And that's the nature of today's conversation. And I'm excited to have a friend on today, best-selling author, Dr. Caroline Leaf. She's a renowned neuroscientist who has been studying the brain and mental health for 37 years. Goodness, you have stories. <laughs> and she has a stories. brand new book that's just came out and it's all about cleaning up your mental mess. Five simple scientifically proven steps to reduce anxiety, stress, and, and, and toxic thoughts. Welcome to the show, Dr. Leaf. Oh, thank you so much, Jim. It's so good seeing you again. Good, great to be connecting. Yeah. Well, I always appreciate our conversations because I, I always feel inspired and, uh, and I really appreciate your warmth and your wisdom, extremely always practical. I encourage everyone who's listening to this, if it's possible, to take some notes. And when we're starting this conversation, what, 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 what's happening if we're with everything that's going on? I mean, we're, 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 we're drowning sometimes. It seems like every media, if it bleeds, it leads. And you can't go through life without having this stress or this anxiety, maybe these, these thoughts. What's going on there? Well, I think it's just, first of all, I love our conversations as well. They're amazing. And so honored to be on your podcast. And great question, because I think what we've done in this era, and not I think, from 38 years of being in this field, I've watched how we've moved from really looking at people as humans and their whole story to seeing humans as part of a biological system. Mm -hmm. And like you are your brain. And that's not the case. And, you know, when you reduce, when you have that sort of reductionistic approach, you don't allow the person person to experience who they are fully so we get we get into a mental mess because mind is prevalent mind is always with you you wake up with your mind you go to bed with your mind you eat with your mind you get dressed with your mind they're listening with our mind now and I don't think there's enough gym attention paid to mind and what it is and how it works and it's kind of been left as the hard question of science and the domain of the philosopher and pushed aside and we hear things like stream of consciousness what I've tried to do for 38 years is help is research what mind is. So what is your mind? Can you manage it? Can you change it? Can what is the thought? What is a memory? What are emotions? Where does it all fit together? And how much power and control do we have? And I think what really drove me was 
with my initial research um, began in the years when they didn't believe the brain could change. And I challenged that and I was told it was a ridiculous question. I have a TED talk on that, talking about the ridiculous question of neuroscience, can the mind change the brain? And by the mid nineties, we saw that that was the case. But in the eighties, when I was doing this research with people with head injuries from trauma, uh, traumatic accidents and that kind of stuff, people with learning issues, I, show, um, I showed that if you can, if you directly and intentionally develop your mind, your mind is malleable, it's trainable, you can actually change your brain. And that was, so was some of the first neuroplasticity research in my field. And then it just became by the mid 90s, people were understanding that the mind could change, then the, and the brain could change. But then it became, a, became the language of your brain made you do it, your brain's changing, and the mind is forgotten about. Meanwhile, if you're not alive, your mind, your brain's not working. So we have to come back to looking at the influence that we have as humans overall biology and the inseparable relationship so that's kind of where my research went is you know working with with patients of all nature and nature and, and different socioeconomic classes and people with injuries trauma etc um war, war, in war trauma that kind of stuff it's a wide range and i did that on purpose and i did my research in the field to help us understand mind so mind brain for me and the integration they're separate but inseparable is critical and probably before we unpack what mind is and brain is from the my research angle, a great way to kind of launch people into this thinking is to think that you you know you can go three weeks without food, you can go three days without water, you can go three minutes without oxygen, but you don't even go three seconds without using your mind. So if your mind's always working, that means your brain's always changing, your mind's always changing, your brain's always changing. My underlying premise is, well, can you control that process? And the answer is yes, you can. As malleable as your muscles are and you go to the gym and train them, as malleable as your mind is. You, know, you can develop your mind and then in doing that, you actually change your brain. So that's kind of where the cleaning up your mental mess came from. And how it's such a so appropriate in this current time because we've got such a, a scary scenario of mental health is increasing and people are getting more anxious. And well, that's a very natural response, Jim, to very adverse circumstances. So I prefer to bring in the narrative with mind brain of saying, yes, it is scary. Yes, we are having depression, anxiety at increasing rates. But goodness me, we faced a global pandemic. That's not surprising. And coming into the pandemic, there was already a major problem. There was already a reversal of trends of people that for years people have lived longer. But from the mid-90s to the mid-2000s, we saw the trend reversing. So we entered the pandemic with people between 60, 24 and 65 dying eight to 25 years younger than they should. With, so people were dying younger instead of longer despite advances in medicine and technology. And then the, the pandemic hits. So you put those two together and you're going to have major it's a major strain on our mind, major mental chaos, mm. but we can clean it up, but no one's really teaching us how to, so, well, I'm in the field, you're in the field, there's very few of us helping people to clean up their mental mess, it's all just, oh, you've got clinical depression, take a drug, but that's not the solution, there's phenomenal power inside of us that you and I both know, and that's what I try and bring to people with my work. Do you find that mental pain and emotional pain is somehow uh, some, sometimes societally, like we, we perceive it as less traumatic than physical pain. It's, it's very socially acceptable to say, oh, I have a stomach ache or, oh, my knee hurts than it is to say my, my heart and my spirit feels, feels broken. And then, you know, when mm -hmm. we suppress that, then that burden feels like it's even, you know, even more difficult to, to bear. 
but once we acknowledge it, it's like a signpost. So is the awareness, I think self-awareness is an incredible superpower. Then do you, you talk about reflecting on that? Yes. So the, the five steps that I've developed over, and they so sound so simple, but it's 38 years of research and mm-hmm. meticulous, every step has been meticulously analyzed in its order and what it's doing in the brain and the DNA and the blood and the yeah. body and inflammation. But if you, if you do these five steps, you actually then are systematically driving your mind to drive the neuroplasticity of your brain to drive the DNA reactions in every cell of your body. And we have 37 to 100 trillion cells. So it's very powerful. I mean, this is, you talk about superpowers a lot. This is a phenomenal superpower. So what I've developed is not a new technique. It's not some woo-woo thing. It's totally scientific. And within yeah. that, you can put whatever techniques you want. So like everything you teach works beautifully within the system mm-hmm. because it's a system of how you get your mind to the point where they actually listen to what you're teaching that they'll study read your book and read my book and apply these things so it's how you get your mind in that state so the first thing yes is to gather awareness and I say gather as opposed to just being aware because we spend half to three quarters of our day time traveling in our mind space so we don't actually we've got to force ourselves to just think of the now moment and the deliberate intentional discipline of, of focusing in the now moment is is an act of that it's kind of unnatural and in the unnaturalness it creates a stress on the body that's good and but you won't stay there because as soon as you're in that state your mind will draw on the past and the and the and the other present and the the future etc to be able to make sense of that so when i say gather i'm saying gather awareness in a very systematic very organized very almost clinical way and so when you say i'm so anxious or you're feeling your heart's fluttering you can't sleep and you're really worried those are i can't sleep my heart's fluttering, I'm I'm feeling very worried. Those are three warning signals that this thought's generated. That I'm feeling worried is the emotional warning signal. That my heart's fluttering is the physical warning signal. I can't sleep is a behavioral warning signal. Mm -hmm. And the perspective is the fear. Mm -hmm. And it's coming from this origin story. The minute you gather awareness, all the little networks protein bonds and the chemical bonds loosen but if I don't gather awareness and I let that fall on my head or I just am oh this is too much then I the bonds get tighter and it's more difficult to loosen them but by me in and in the east there's a strong philosophy eastern philosophy is see messages that are um, um, anxiety worry as helpful and that's what I found in my research as well so gathering in this helpful way that's why I'm stressing it once you've gathered in this way it's much easier to reflect so you stay in that co-pilot state the co-pilot and the pilot or the messy mind wise mind however you want to visualize it and you start reflect reflect is a massive word if you think of reflecting light through a prism it has a lot of color or you're looking at yourself in the mirror there's a lot of dimension and depth so you the reflect is is a huge lot of um, deep digging deep like being a detective putting the thoughts on trial ask answer discuss so it's why do I feel like this I feel like this because why am I feeling my fluttering of my heart and then you answer and you say why and then you answer that and then you say why so you you know you're really getting analytical then you you've got to capture that and you don't jump any steps if you jump the steps you won't it won't create the same kind of um, pattern in the brain and I know we're going to do another episode and we can talk more about the science but basically when you when you do these steps in this order you are forcing your brain to work at the most resilient state that it can and you're increasing blood flow and oxygen to the front of the brain and you're lying in energetic flow that enables you to have cognitive fluency insight introspection all the stuff you need to solve problems to calm yourself down 
So then the right stage is to capture what you've gathered awareness of and what you've reflected on. So you do those two steps and then you write. And the way that you, you can write in any way, but the way I recommend, which is in the book, is using a system called the Metacog which is writing in patterns, which creates a much more deep, a much deeper system in the brain and a much deeper sort of, when I say system, it, it pulls information, pulls the two sides of the brain to work together. And the mind is working through the brain. So the mind is working harder. Yeah. So mind is separate from the brain, brain being the physical mind, being the thing field choose, and they work together. So you write down in this format and you literally put your brain on paper. You're literally vomiting your brain out on paper. And then you would recheck that. Recheck fourth step is to get some order. What are the patterns? What are the, what's going on here? And then get some sort of antidote. And then the active reach is a, how you kind of close off that cycle for the day because you don't want to stay in that toxic state for hours, which is a mistake most people make. You want to limit it to 15 to 45 minutes. And the fifth step is, is done at like, you know, the, it's the last step and it's a little active action where you take what you've learned from the first four. And it could be that oh, something as simple as, okay, so I know my heart's fluttering and I'm worried because of this and it's okay. It's okay to feel like this. It's normal. We have to often normalize what we feel and then that helps us to calm down. So your active reach could simply be typing to your phone. I've got an app called the NeuroCycle app that also goes with the book. And you can just type it into your phone, write it on a piece of paper. And the active reach is to consciously focus seven times in the day, which takes you seven seconds on what you learned that day. And then tomorrow you come back and do this. And so you repeat the NeuroCycle daily for 21 days. And over the 21 days, you deconstruct this and you reconstruct it into this. So it doesn't mean it goes away, but you manage, you, you increase your mind management. And that's what cleaning up the mental mess is. You're still going to be sad. You're still going to have anxiety. You're still going to have emotions. It's so normal. It's okay. Give yourself permission. But what you need is to manage. So in my research, for example, my subjects would come in, and this happened in my practice too, come in saying, I am depression. Like they, that was their identity. Their life's a mess. They, they're suicidal. They're giving up. They can't this. They can't. So they took that identity on. But teaching them to neurocycle through, and there's many ways you can use it, um, you know, for toxic thoughts and for trauma and for in the moment stuff, like you just have an argument and you've got to go and get yourself together in five seconds so there's many different levels you can apply it because you're just basically managing your mind and our right. mind's always with us so what my subjects would say is they would come in saying i am depression for example but by day 21 they weren't saying i am depression they were saying i am depressed because of by day 63 which is significant from day 22 to 63 you don't do all five steps you only do step five and that's where you actually grow this tree into a very strong tree that it can impact behavior change. So if you want a behavior change in your life, if you want to stop the people pleasing, the ruminating, the overthinking, the constant worry, you can't just do it for one day. You can't just do one neurocycle. You have right. to do it for 63 to change the habits and then it'll impact your behavior. So there's a quick overview. Uh, that's a, a, and I mean, quick is for, for sure. Everyone here just got uh, neuroscience, neurocycle 101, you know, in a handful of minutes, which is absolutely amazing. <laughs> So these are the five five steps, and people have to honor yes. that. And this is what's happening when there is success. And yes. So when people are battling, you know, and this is so important right now more than ever is just, you know, falling in love with that person in the mirror who's been through so much, but we're still, you know, you're still standing, you know, and, and having a process. And I highly recommend the book because I love the case studies, the stories, 
in the strategies, right? The studies, the stories, the strategies on how to do it because it makes it so much, uh, it's so enriched and it's so Thank very you. practical. Um, where you. can people get, where can they get the book? Jim, they can go to cleaningupyourmentalmess.com and wherever books are sold. And, and just a final word of encouragement, what, what we showed in the research is that if you use the neurocycle, if you manage your mind, you can actually improve managing that worry that people are feeling, that mess that people are in in their mind by up to 81%, which is phenomenal. I mean, just 10% management will change your life. So 81%. Yeah, so wherever books are sold, but if they go to cleaningupyourmentalmess.com, that's where they can access wherever books are sold. Astonishing. I recommend everybody take a screenshot of this and and tag Dr. Leaf, tag myself and social media, and uh, maybe share one thing that they're gonna do to one thing, one thing that they could do to be able to clean up their, their own mental mess, some small, simple thing. And I will actually, um, if you tag us in it, I'll get to see it. So I'll actually repost it. I bought a couple of copies of this. So I'll gift out a couple of copies also just uh, to our community as a thank you for listening to this and also supporting Dr. Leaf's new book. So Dr. Leaf, thank, thank you so you. much for being on our show and uh, congratulations on the new book. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jim. Always, always such a pleasure to see you talk to you. Want to double your brain speed and memory power? If you'd like to learn rapidly and get ahead faster, I'd like to give you my brand new Quick Brain Accelerator program. You will discover exactly what I teach my clients to learn, read, and remember anything in half the time. There is no charge. It's my gift to you for being one of our subscribers. That's kwikbrain.com. Growing up struggling with learning challenges from a childhood brain injury, it's been my life's mission to help you have your very best brain so you can win more every single day. Now, one more quick brain? Here are four ways to fast track your results and lock in what you just learned into your long-term memory. Remember fast, F-A-S-T. The F stands for Facebook. You're not alone on this journey. I invite you to join our free private online group. There you can connect with me, your fellow brain lovers, links to resources, and even submit your questions for me to answer in future episodes. Go to quickbrain.com. That's K-W-I-K brain.com. The A stands for apply. Act on what you learned today. Remember, knowledge is not power, it's potential power. It only becomes power when you use it. So use what you just learned. The S stands for subscribe. Don't miss the next episode and other free brain training. And finally, the T stands for teach. You want to learn faster now? The key is to lock it in right away by teaching it to someone else. When you teach something, you get to learn it twice. Here's a simple way to do that. Leave a review on iTunes. Leave a review with your biggest takeaway from this episode. You could also post and share this podcast on your social media. It helps us spread our mission of building better, brighter brains. And of course, tag us so our team can properly thank you. Hashtag quick brain, K-W-I-K brain. Mine is at Jim Quick, K-W-I-K, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So what does FAST stand for? Facebook, apply, subscribe, teach. I'll see you in our next episode of Quick Brain. Until then, remember, you are faster and smarter than you think. 
I hope you're enjoying this episode. And if you want to go deeper with many of these authors that we have on our podcast, these experts, I want to invite you to join our quick success program. This is our monthly lives that I do, where I teach something brand new that we haven't taught before, answer your burning questions. And also we have something that people have been requesting for many years, a quick book club. This is your Limitless Book Club, where every single month we read a book together, uh, like a book provided by this author. And then we get the author to come online and join us for one hour, uh, share going deeper in these strategies, how to put them into practice. Uh, I share my five tips for how to memorize things out of these books. Many people want to read a book a month or build up to that. And this would be the program. So if you want to join, just go to quicksuccess.com and get your spot and join us live and get to meet these authors very uh, up close and personal. And uh, back to the episode.